Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the Liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com
So, flipped on the TV last night. And I said, hey, what would you like to watch? What, what came out of your mouth? You want to tell the audience? Or? <laughs> what did I say? Scat porn. Scat porn. No, it was in reference to something. No, no, it was. Uh, and I go, uh, scat porn. And you're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, what? Never heard of it. Never heard of you scat had porn. Never heard of scat Not porn. Not once in my life. No, no. When you know, you know. Do you know oh, what I mean? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is something. Now, listen, and I can. I can uh, give everything a little look-see. Yeah. Any yeah. kind of weird stuff. Sure. Scat porn, I cannot even go there. I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's One. how Two, That's how cultured you are. <laughs> when when I did find out what mm, it was, mm, Jabes, mm, um, mm-hmm. I did a quick Google search. Sure. As one would. To, to try and prove me wrong. No. Because you were like, absolutely this not. isn't a thing. Bah, bah, bah. I just wanted to see what the definition was. Okay. Um, you wouldn't tell me the definition out of know. out of shame. No, it was out of shame. That I you said knew it's poop porn. It is. Yeah. So I But that's I, all I knew. I Google scat porn. I click images. What was the first image that popped up? Somebody was brushing their teeth. Buck naked. Buck naked with poop. With a with a turd, yeah. With with poop, poop, <sighs> scat porn. Um, How that's a thing, and I can, like I said, I get, I get all kinds of different things. I understand to some level a lot of different fetish weird things. That one, I just <laughs> cannot even wrap my head around. Which is strange to me. Why? Um, Do I strike you as? You you know a, like a cornucopia of porn like you know you know a lot of a lot, a lot about pornography again when you know you know yeah um yeah no <laughs> no I don't what do you mean with scat porn like you, like you know people's names like porn stars names and things like that like you okay. yeah yeah like you know that world um with scat porn you watch porn too no no I don't I don't Ross uh, what I what I like to do is this I I I take a piece of charcoal. <laughs> I draw out you, and that's yeah, enough. yeah, that's, exactly. That's all the we're we're under no pretense that like <laughs> you know the other one doesn't watch a bit of has or does sure watch a bit of porn right. But in your case, it's oh she's watching scat porn. I am not. When she's when she's by herself. No, 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 no. And I, I'll, I'll tell you like the the stuff, but that one is one that I've heard. And I just cannot get, I cannot get down with that. The images were graphic, real graphic. I couldn't even look at them. Like that's one that like I cannot even, yeah. I saw a, a man with a fist up, up uh, a woman's ass uh, was one of the, the things. And she was shitting onto his whole arm. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You introduced me to that, Japes. You're welcome. Oh boy. It might become your new thing. Yeah. Because a lot of people like, you know. We get emails of like, hey, have you seen The Staircase or, you sure. know, Wild Wild Country. Yeah. Out of you, I get, uh, ah, you want to throw on a little scat porn? No, I didn't say it like that. Ah, uh, you did. Don't James. make me sound crazy. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I just didn't. Saying. I was saying like it was in reference to some joke and I go, oh, <laughs> like you would. It, it was something where I was like, oh, you would love that, huh? Like scat porn. And you, little naivete, little babe in the woods. 
Little lamb. Little doe. Little baby lamb little in the fawn. field. Little baby lamb in the field was just like, what's that, Jesse? And I had to tell you. Yeah. And it didn't feel great to have to teach you that. But um, I did. I had to introduce you to it. I can never erase that from my memory. <laughs> no. From here till eternity. How gross. Like, it's like the two girls, one cup thing. Yeah. I'm going to have to. Which I, to this day, have, ne- have never seen. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Uh, we'll, we'll sit down tonight and have a no, nice No, no. Nice thank you. Like scene. I said, I cannot even wrap my head around how that's I wish there a was thing. a vanilla sky type agency where I could wipe <laughs> the images from the Google search of scat porn out of my mind. And it's so bad you would want to live in a lucid dream from now on. Oh, yeah, forever. <laughs> you, would, you would just want to be put to sleep. Forever. Frozen. Yeah. And bet. live in a lucid dream. Yeah. <laughs> and it would turn to a nightmare when scat porn would come into your subconscious and it would be all, all scat all the time. You'd have to be woken up. Abre los ojos. Yeah. Open your eyes. Yep. It's, yep. it's Penelope Cruz mm-hmm. standing over me, mm-hmm. brushing her teeth with a turd in her mouth. Yep. Yep. And you're just like, and oh, your no. And your beautiful no. dream just turns to a nightmare. Is that uh, the Vanilla Sky theme? Yeah. Oh, you remember that? Uh, where do I start? Oh, where yeah. Where do I ding, begin? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chemical oh, Brothers. My God, I love that movie so much. Uh, great movie. Great movie. Um, that Chemical Brothers were they had some fucking bangers back in the day. Cameron Crowe, like he he's, he's he a has music the best guy. music in his films. Of That's all how time. he started, right? Yep, he was a reporter for Rolling Stone magazine. So like, my he was God. A- almost famous. He wrote that about himself. Yeah, essentially growing up. Um, and and he's able to clear the best God. artists on the planet simply because of that. Of you know, he was one of the top music guys for uh, writers for a long, long time. Oh my God, in his movies, he'll have Dylan. Beatles, Beach yeah. Boys, I mean, anything. Yeah. He gets it. Man, I fucking killed myself to be in one of his movies. Um, Which one? I, I Massive fan. Massive. So when, uh, when when we uh, were shooting the new guy, um, Zoe Deschanel mm-hmm. was in Almost Famous. And we were, yeah, she was, yeah. and she was in the new guy. So it, it was one of those things where she was, she, she came in later than the rest of the cast. And they were like, oh. She's got a premiere, you know, it's almost famous or whatever. And as actors, you kind of hear about movies and how big they're going to be. And everybody in town was like, this is going to change everybody's life, this movie. Right. Um, And it's going to be amazing and blah, blah, blah. And so us as the rest of the cast uh, from the new guy went to go see the movie in a theater together down in, we shot it in Austin, Texas. And I sat there. It was one of those films to me, almost famous, where I just sat there and it was, it was as if nobody else was in the theater. Oh God, I, I was just locked so into that much. movie and it was, it's still to this day, one of my all time favorite movies. So after that, I was just like, I'll, I have to do a Cameron Crowe movie. I've got to know this guy, what goes on, all of it. And finally, maybe four or five years later, uh, a script popped up called Elizabeth town. Oh yeah. And Ashton Kutcher did it. Um, uh, he was, was in Orlando. Well, here's the thing. Okay. So Ashton Kutcher was terrible in rehearsal and they fired him. Rightfully so. Great guy. Horrible great, great, actor. Great, yeah. But, but I will say this after watching the movie, he would have done a better job than Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom had to ADR that entire movie because oh, his okay. accent was terrible and he was just the wrong fit all the way around for that guy. But it, it gave me the first peek into that world. Cause I got to screen test for Cameron Crowe. 
Nice. And uh, I got I when I got the script, it was the longest script to this day, the second longest script that I'd ever gotten. There was a, a movie called Gettysburg that I got that was over three. It was a three hour movie and it ended up being, I think, 320 when it came out, three hours and 20 minutes when it actually came out. But this Cameron's Crow script was like 227 pages. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like, this is crazy. The way he writes, he writes everything out to down to the extras and the music. So nice. in the, you know, uh, description of the scenes, he'll be like, there she is in the background, a woman with a red hat. And I mean, it's just super long descriptions where you're like, that's Jesus. amazing. And the, and then the name of the song that's in there and, mm. and all of that shit. Um, and I was like, Oh fuck, this is cool. So I, I read, there was a part to play Kirsten Dunst's brother. She ended up getting the female lead in that, um, at the end of the movie. And the, the, I screen tested for him and, I didn't get it, but I got to meet Cameron Crowe and I was just like, holy shit. I was in total awe. And I, I, at the end of it, I just told him in a very like non kiss ass way. I was like, Hey man, like almost famous changed my life. Like that was fucking incredible. Cause I didn't know if I, w- I would ever get to meet him again. And sure enough, I, I haven't. Right. So I was just like, eh, at least I got to tell you. What did he, what was he like? When he you was really him? cool and really appreciative and, and all of that stuff. And I, you know, I'd said I'd done the movie with Zoe and all that stuff. And I sat in the theater and I, and I told him the story afterwards mm-hmm. and, uh, he was very cool. He was just like, oh my gosh. And, uh, the meeting went great. And, uh, ultimately they went with someone else and then the role got cut, mm-hmm. um, out of the movie altogether. So right. it is what it is. That, that movie ended up being a mess all the way around but oh, you, yeah. you know who else had a big role in it was bruce mcgill who was in oh. i hired for fdr american badass in that and um i asked him when he was on set i was like what was it like working with camera he was like it was fucking amazing and i was like i bet i oh, bet it obviously. was yeah because that's a guy who doesn't direct scat porn james so. no <laughs> i was gonna say straight from scat porn to a you know you can turn anything into a story about yourself ross <laughs> You really can, and that was a that was a stretch, but you got there. I do. I always you get there. Really, I always get there. I always get there, James. <laughs> I always get there. From scat porn to a life changing experience yeah. with Cameron Crowe. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> we, we've we've got to segue out of uh, the dirt world. I don't James, know why to get back into the real a world. A lot of people are going to be looking it up right now. You live amongst the mud people, <laughs> and I try to save you. Why do I? I, I, I try I, to clean you up. I'm not sure why I know what I know. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not for any other reason. Grimy. Um, I think you had like a little grimy existence to you. A little grimy existence yeah. in my day. Uh, it, just your whole shit. Um, oh, like deep down. No. Yeah. 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 Well, oh, I mean, okay. I, I you had that. You had a, like a mechanic ex boyfriend. Um, I've had all different kinds. No, but the mechanic was pretty prominent. Where I was just like, oh, sure. I mean, that guy looked like he was just cleaning cars right out of the, you know, and oh, then yeah, just walked into a bar. Him. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. I mean, it I mean, was in, you know, Austin, in Austin, to be fair, and it was like an outdoor, like grimy it, bar. To- totally. No, that bar was that bar was dope. But like, I mean, the guy was covered in oil. Where he's just sure. like, Jesus, you couldn't just throw on a new shirt for for tonight, like. Sure. No, no, no. Um, which yeah. is fine. Right. Um, but but then some of your music artists that which you introduced me to, who I didn't know about at the time, um, like Yellow Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was just like, oh, uh, uh, like one of our first dates, I was like, oh, do you, are you do you like rap or whatever? And you were like, hey, yeah. I was like, who do you like? And you're like Yellow Wolf. And I was like, fuck is this? Because Yellow Wolf wasn't 
even close to anywhere near mainstream at that point. No, Where he it was, was just like, like mix. It was. I think I threw on a mixtape. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> if you know, you know. Like that's it. That's an if you know, you know. And I was just yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck is this? And pop the trunk was <laughs> yep. the first song on it. And uh, I was like, oh, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I looked him up, and it was he looked like the the mechanic that you were dating who popped out of the garage. And I was just like, oh, oh that's so this you girl. have to so say have a type. That's this girl. No, no. <laughs> No, you know, slim pickings, slim pickings when you're from a, a small town in um, California, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Scat porn. Uh, sure. Me- mechanic, mechanic tree. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Mechanic tree. Tree. Uh, Yellow Wolf, I side with, um, cause I got into him because of you and then he ended up, you know, kind of. I don't want to say blowing up because it still hasn't happened for him. I don't think it has. Like, it hasn't. And, yeah. and, and I, I started following him on Instagram because I, I dig him and he's great and I dig his whole shit. I dig that slum American brand and everything. It is. I know now that like I could never hang out with him in real life. No, no. Um, A, he wouldn't let me in the shop. Like I would just not be cool enough. To be inside of his store because he has a clothing store. Yes, in Nashville. What's a barbershop, clothing store, bar? Like it's the coolest place you can ever think of. Sure. It's got tattoo, you, anything. Yeah. You know, like they mess up your boots for you. Yeah. They'll do a little spray paint on your boots. You know what I mean? Um, So I really, he has his own whiskey. Like I realize in his pictures now and like watching his videos of like his stories, Instagram stories, like I'm like, oh. Like I could never even meet him. Like he would be like, it would insult him and his brand <laughs> if he knew if he knew that I was like super into him. Right. Do you know what I mean? He'd be like, holy shit. Yeah. It's a yeah. Weezer moment. Yeah. Moms it, it, are starting it, it to is. like, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I could never meet him. I might pop into that store if I was in Nashville. You, you never know. I will say this. The way, obviously, the way people present themselves on Instagram is totally different in, than real life. Um, I guess, but I mean, he not does me. not break. Not me. No, he doesn't break. You know break. what I mean? Yeah. There's no chink in the armor right. of like how cool he is. Right. Well, I, and, and for instance, and, and again, like I follow him on Instagram. Uh, he just had a, his first gold album and they presented okay. it to him maybe two or three days ago. Right. And all he wrote was, and I thought, I, and I, and I like this. All he wrote was slow and steady, mm-hmm. slow and steady, because he's been at this for a long time. And, and he's that's on, his mantra too. He's on Eminem's label too. Yeah. And so he's been on tracks with Eminem. He's been on tracks with Kendrick Lamar. Uh, he's yeah, Kid Rock. I mean, fuck. Uh, I think the one thing he may appreciate is that I've been a fan of his since you really the have beginning. since day one. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's not that I just like heard a song with him with Chris Rock and was like, oh my gosh, I like Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Sorry. Yeah. Be a way different not song Chris, with, with Chris Rock. Not yeah, Chris yeah, Rock. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> him and Chris what Rock. if I tell him My that? Best friend. I like freak out oh, when I boy. see him, and I'm like, I, I love, love that song with you and Chris Rock. <laughs> he would like what? Get out of my store. Yeah. Throw away all the CDs and tapes. Yep. That you, you have. have your mixtapes. Your mixtapes. Throw them all away. Get them out of here. Um. Yeah. It's uh. It's real specific, James. Real <laughs> specific type you've got. Anyways, <laughs> um, that's not true. I've dated 
all different kinds. You bet. Uh, James, we got some sponsors who pay for shit to be on here. You're like, yeah, definitely. I don't want to talk about it either. You're the one that brought it up. No, 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 not at all. Oh, no, no, no. We, yes, we you can talk did. about it. For, I don't want to. For the whole show, if you want. I don't want to. Okay. Today's a big day. It's a huge day. It's a huge day. Huge day. It's a huge huge. Day. Uh, the reason why it's a huge day, starting with the sponsors, we got When Darkness Falls, He Doesn't Catch It. It's my new book. Um, oh, boy. My book. My book. It's the sequel to it, Night She Cries While He Rides Speed. Um, this is it, kids. We're we're getting close to game time here. Uh, fuck, man. We're like 40 days out. I'm nervous now. Oh, my gosh. I'm nervous now. I'm confident. 2,100 copies left. 2,100 copies left. Uh, that's it to make the New York Times bestseller list. I don't, I don't know, man. I hope. Look, I need you to, I've never asked you guys to go out and buy shit before. Buy this fucking book. Buy it in hardback and, uh, and help me get there. You can pre-order on, on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, that whole shit. We're getting close, but this is getting dangerous now, James. We're really up against it. We're going to be fine. I have confidence in our listeners, our friends. I hope so. It's the funniest book ever written. You're, you, you, you're staring at it. We got the, the, the hard copies in the mail. It's a beautiful looking book. It's fucking awesome. So, so uh, if only for that. Yeah, please, please. If, uh, if you're a fan, you listen to the show, please go out and pre-order. When Darkness Falls, he doesn't catch it. Go to Amazon. Shit's easy. Uh, Barnes and Noble, whatever you, whatever your jam is, or you can walk in any bookstore and uh, and pre-order it if you want to, um, and they'll ship it right there, ship it right to the fucking thing. Again, I think I'm gonna do that with a couple copies, and everyone should just yeah. for the reaction of the clerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she has to hand over the, the book with Harriet Tubman <laughs> and Ross on the front. <laughs> And just be like really confused. Do it. Go down to that one by Mayfair. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that'd be so good. Or go to Books a Million too and just have them. Oh, I'm going to go oh, to all of them. Yeah. I'm going to go to all of them. Please I think do. that's a good way to do it. Please do. Uh, next up, we've got BlackRifleCoffee.com. You hear them at the top of the show. They're our cheap sponsor. Um, they're, the, they're the BMOCs, the big men on campus. Um, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're in the. Uh, they're now in the UFC Contender Series, which is fucking awesome. I'm heading out to Las Vegas in two weeks to attend uh, the live taping of one of them. Um, super stoked. I mean, they're on the mat, like they're on the the ring. Oh, they're on dang. the sides. Yeah, they're on the mat. Like this is fucking legit. That's big time, dude. Yeah, so I'm stoked. I'm stoked to go out there and uh, yeah, Jared and I and Dan are covering the uh, UFC event and Travis Pastrana is uh is having a live show on history channel on july 8th on sunday nights and he's recreating evil can evil's top three stunts live on air oh boy so if he dies he dies um so black rifle's doing that um black rifle's doing uh the the contender series for ufc these guys are everywhere, man. Killing it. Killing the game. And uh, I'll be excited to to be out there. If, you know, because we're gonna have Travis on the show. If if that's Travis's last interview, man. Oh boy. Man. Um I I love him. I did too. Great nicest don't, guy in the world. Don't want him to get don't hurt. want him to, to die, but if he, you know. That's how I picture him going out in this in this. Oh, life. I think he would definitely say the same. Yeah. 
He would no, definitely say it the I, same. I think everyone would. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. Did you ever yeah, see yeah. him jump out of that plane? Uh, to, he recreated the speed, or not, not speed, uh, point break, where Keanu Reeves jumps out of the plane without a parachute. No, i To grab the other, to grab Swayze. Oh, my God. Yeah, Travis, that Travis did really that. uncomfortable. Go to YouTube and look up that footage. It is fucking intense, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, yeah, you're welcome. I, I That's can't. not in this. No, I can't. Um, so uh, you're safe there. But it's going to be a fun event. Black Rifle Coffee's uh, hosting all of it. Um, go to their website and, and get a Coffee Club of the Month subscription. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off at uh, everything at blackriflecoffee.com. Next up, we got strikeforceenergy.com. James. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, you're boom, late. Yeah. Boom, boom. You're thinking boom. about that scat porn still. <laughs> I saw that look in your eyes. You were staring off into, into space thinking mm. about that fucking first drop. Oh, God. Boosh. One of them was like a, a guy on stilts and he was pooping onto somebody's chest on the ground. Um, yeah. That was one of the scat porn images. Uh, yeah, a lot of times they. Uh, they <laughs> They lay under like a glass, yeah, some type of glass, and then they just watch it kind of yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a look. That's a. It's a nice thing because you're not you're not getting dirty. You're not getting dirty. You're just like watching the whole. Looks. That's that's what people need sometimes. Uh, you know what else people need, James? Is some of these Strike Force Energy T-shirts. They. I just got the new shirts from Sean Matson. They're and like looking good. They're looking soft. Fuck, they feel great. Yeah. It's a nice tri-blend. Super, super butter soft tea. Um, I'm liking the colors. Yeah. Big fan. Way to go, guys. Yeah. Um, rocking this shirt today. And uh, we'll be doing live shows here in the next probably 10 days, I would say. Yeah, James. Yeah. So you can see that shirt on on my body. On my person. Person, person, person. You can touch it and feel it. You can grab it and squeeze it. <laughs> Strikeforce Energy's got four amazing flavors. Lemon or orange, a ridge, and grape. They get a 10-pack, 40-pack, and 750-milliliter bottle that just rests on your bar top or countertop, and you can just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and go. It lasts longer than five-hour energy, and you can kick the can. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch full of energy that squeezes into all your liquids. And uh, you can go to StrikeForceEnergy.com and also get a subscription of the Month Club if you want. Um, use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off, and that's good every time, James. Every time? Every time. Really? Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, last up, we got StraightRazors.com. That's a clean cut. Smooth. You like it? <laughs> you scat porn me. You fucking scat porn me. You got scared. Oh, God. You like it? <laughs> it is right. a very Asian thing. Uh, it is, actually. Mm-hmm. When I looked up scat porn and the, and the origins of it, it said the Asian culture. And knowing what I know about porn, which is not much. Oh, well, well, well it's, it's not a lot. much. It's a a lot. lot of that weird shit. Is in is in Asia, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, once again, a reason why we love their culture. Oh boy, <laughs> they've given us the best. Straightrazors.com's got the finest uh, products on the planet for men, for shaving, for mustaches, for beards. They got beard oils, mustache waxes, uh, shampoos, conditioners. Their straight razors are second to none. They've got a safety razor, which is a really nice. Nice way to, to, to introduce your face to what a straight razor is. 
Um, Don't be screwed. Yeah. And their, their, uh, their aftershave is my favorite on the planet. It's called Smolder. I use it every single morning, too. Uh, LoveStraightRazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off, and uh, that'll get you some real good savings there. I will. Uh, right. We're going to dive into the show here, Jabes. want to talk about the Red Hen. And uh, Sarah, Sarah Sanders, mm. Sarah Sanders Huckabee. I don't like this. I don't like this trend that's going on. Um, fucking people have lost their minds, man. I mean, really fucking lost their minds. Uh, so this this restaurant called the Red Hen in Virginia. She was with her family. It's a farm to table restaurant. Which, come on, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm never crazy about these places. No, and they're my favorite. They're your favorite. I can't. I I can never get full. Like the, the, you know, the, fu- no, you don't love a Brussel. No, you I don't, don't love lo- a crispy Brussels sprout. Nope. I nope. don't, I don't, I don't want a quinoa burger. Mm-mm. I don't want a tofu wrap. Um, right. I don't want any of that shit. Mm-mm. Um, you don't want a grass. You're fed. lucky to find a yolk in an egg in that motherfucker up there. And mm. she took her and her family in there and she, uh, she got seated and then they came over and told her to leave because she works for Trump. I hate this. And uh, so she got she got thrown out. Um, and when she went on, you know, social media the next morning and just said, "Hey guys, here's what happened to me at this place or whatever," and the fucking internet exploded. Obviously, the Yelp reviews went from because I, I looked it up. It, mm-hmm. it was like sixty three reviews, and within maybe two hours after this story broke, it was over six thousand reviews of "fuck this place," you know. And they were all bad. Uh, there was no, no like no. Democrats. There being was like, Democrats. Thank you so much yes. for being mean to these people. So there was, and it brought their five star rating down to a two and a half, which I thought it was super interesting because then it was two sides, right, reviewing this fucking place. And um, can I say I'm just like, I really just don't like either side right now. For what, Republican or Democrat? Yeah, I'm just like really, I don't know. It's just like stuff like this. And then like, I don't know. They're like, everyone's being dirty uh, and you, weird. You know, it's, it's one of these things where this is all amped up through social media these days and Facebook and, and uh, Twitter and all of that shit. Uh, there is a, a pretty strong theory that's going on right now that, you know, Russia had this type of influence over the election. And when they finally released the ads that they were putting up on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, they're they're taking any little tiny turn uh, if you're Republican or Democrat and something small like this, like this, this incident. Um, now, the fact that it happened to Sarah Sanders Huckabee is, is one thing because it's that's going to get out there for sure. Mm-hmm. But these other things like Black Lives Matter. Or uh, like the Colin Kaepernick protests and all, you know, all Mm -hmm. of this shit. Some of those ads that were bought out by by Russians on Facebook weren't necessarily political. It was just about dividing the country. And so with all of these issues that are going on today, they said that there is a firm um, in, in Russia that is solely aimed at finding U.S. stories that divide and conquer people and make you pick a side so that you hate one another that they're feeding this with uh, not only bots on Twitter, so they're feeding in these stories and feeding in comments saying, I hate you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, to uh, both people on both sides of, of, of parties. And therefore, it's stoking it. It's causing this shit to rise um, and trend on Twitter. And then 
incidentally, on Facebook, there's all these fake accounts that are constantly reposting these stories of, you know, I would I would venture to say that the you know the the immigration photos that were you know spread around initially were probably from this firm of oh my god there's children in cages um, all of this shit because a lot of those photos were from 2014 so they had access to photos at the exact time you needed access to photos like that mm-hmm. when it was before they didn't exist so I th- I think a lot of it truthfully is that. And it's almost it's almost created this psychological warfare that's causing us to to pit each other against each other. And um, a lot of this shit is starting to feel more and more like that to me, Um, where, you know, you read about it. It's in your face all day. You're forced to confront it. And then in real life, you start acting upon this fucking craziness. So like at the Red Hat and restaurant last night, mm-hmm. I bet you these people were all amped up and what was going on on social media and immigration and all this shit. Everything's thrown in our face. And fuck you. Fuck you. I hate you. Get out of my restaurant. Yeah. Um, this is the second time also in the last week that this has happened that a Republican representative has been thrown out of a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, once in New York. Mm hmm. Now Sarah Sarah uh, Huckabee Sanders in uh, in D.C. <laughs> so like this shit is going to keep continuing to go. What I find interesting though is uh, not, not none of this is taking place. When has a Democrat been thrown out of a fucking restaurant? Yeah, well, it doesn't work like that. Um, one side is is just so pissed. It's crazy though. One side is just so pissed. Like I said, there's someone in my family that like can't even hear the word no no can't can't talk anything about politics and there's can't look, even hear the word i've lost really well, close friends in really LA. close friends yeah um and it, it i don't know it's just one side is just like I, I so i don't understand it the thing to me is you know if you're this restaurant this red hen restaurant right Unless you're a local to Washington, D.C. or, you know, Virginia or wherever the fuck it's at. Um, Because D.C. is so small. It could have been in the suburbs of of Virginia, too. Um, Unless it's on diners, drive-ins, and dives. I don't know about this restaurant. Right. I don't hear about this restaurant. Yeah. I would never know. Um, from, From what I understand, they did pretty good business and the food was pretty good. And then you do something like this, which is just going to fuck your whole business Mm -hmm. up. Um on a national level, I, there was a phone number on Yelp because people were bombarding Yelp. I can't imagine what the phones were like. Yeah. I, do you answer the phone? Because this story is still going today and um, it happened yesterday. Oh my God. Wow. Is that worth it? Is it worth it? I guess maybe it is to them. That's how, you know, strongly they feel about it. I listened to this interview with Annette Benning. Do you know her? Like I do. Her? Love her. But she's like, she's very much democratic. She said her parents are very Republican, conservative. Right. And they are, all of them are open to like calm political debate and they kind of like it. Right. So, and that was like really inspiring to me. It would never happen in like any of the families that I know or people that, that I know from like California. You just can't talk about it. No. That's just it. Yep. There's no calm debate. There's no Not seeing both sides. There's no, you know, arguing your point. Um, so to me, that was like, oh man, that's really 
smart and awesome and rare and, re- and rare super rare and progressive to where she was like i want my kids to know about all different sides i want them to just hear people having like yeah. a calm political debate yeah no matter how you know and be be passionate about what you're talking about but not venomous to the person that you're talking to you know what i mean sure so it so in that regard it's just kind of like ugh, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I ref- like I said, I refuse to just be pissed all the time about anything. Same. So, and, and the, 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 go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I don't, I. Eh. So the, the craziest thing to me out of, out of all of this, and this goes back before the election, is I remember when he, when Trump started running and it was a joke. It was a joke to Democrats. It was a joke to all of them. People could talk about it a little bit. Then, yeah. Because it was like, yeah, sure. Exactly. But, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it was one of those. And I had, be- like, be- like, I was the only one out of my friends to- who said, no, he's going to win. But, you know, we- I, had the- I had the advantage of going to rallies and shit like that. So, mm-hmm. like, I got to see it firsthand what was going on. And uh, and we weren't in California at the time. No. So, it's like we had the advantage of seeing people, real people. But. All of my friends, everyone, I I mean, laughed out of like, dude, you're crazy. This is crazy. This will never happen. And it's like, oh, yeah. And then it did. Meltdown. Complete meltdown. So, like, where was the fun? Where was the jokes? Where was all of that? Like, that's, you know, that party was supposed to be the tolerant party. And it's it's not anymore. I mean, it's super intolerant now. Jesus Christ. To throw somebody and her family out of a restaurant, like... It's a job, man. You, you work for the president and, and she's the first woman to do it too. So it's like, yeah. what, what are you really saying to people by, by constantly doing this? The other one is uh, the, the, the secretary of um, Homeland Security. Uh, they, they fucking showed up at her house, at her oh, townhouse right. in D.C. And they were there playing. Uh, not only were they protesting with signs um, into the no justice, no sleep. So they went into at night and were chanting at night so she couldn't go to sleep. Um, and her name is Kirsten uh, Nielsen. And they played babies crying at the border audio clips as loud as they could on boom boxes outside of her house all night long. And they've been protesting there for I don't know, two or three days at this point. This is somebody who, who again, not only is the first female to be the head of Homeland Security, but uh, uh, fuck, you're at her house, man. Like I, it's just so. Because if long. we're there, if we're there, and somebody found this, because somebody found it's this scary. address and leaked it online. If we're there, where does this gonna stop? Because then it's just like people are gonna start going after celebrities. Yeah. Great. You you don't want you want to be a fucking asshole and you want to be super public about it and you guys want to protest outside of people's houses. Congratulations. Well, wait till somebody's outside your fucking house and tell me how scary that would be. I don't know if she has children or not, but like, could you imagine that? Mm. Um, for doing your fucking job. Just not right. No. No. And then, you know, then you have the celebrities who have fucking bandied together in this fucking weird pursuit of uh i'm gonna i'm gonna show my loyalty to my party and the other one was was uh that that popped up yesterday was seth rogan so seth rogan was on a on a talk show friday night and he was bragging about how paul ryan uh the speaker of the house his kids were huge fans of seth rogan and uh paul ryan comes walking toward him and he's like hey man do you mind if we get a photo 
And uh, Seth Rogen was like, no, Ugh. no, I will not take a photo with you. Jesus. Um, it, yeah, it was, you know, bragging about it on this talk show. And it was just like, and, and he even said in the, in, in the interviews, like, I could tell that his kids were like huge fans of mine, you know? And I was just like, kids, man. So if you're trying to fuck, even remotely tell your own kids someday, hey, man, try to be tolerant of, of other people's parties and beliefs and all that shit. What's the message you're sending now? Right. Fucking asshole. And like, dude, all, all Seth Rogen does is smoke fucking weed all day. Yeah. If he wasn't famous. And I didn't it, know he cared. No. And if I he really wasn't didn't. a famous actor, who the fuck? You should be lucky that anybody wants to walk up and take a picture of you. Right. Um, let alone people in our fucking government and their kids. Like, kids, dude. Um, don't be a fucking asshole. And now it's just like, hey, man, congratulations. Y- your best friend is Judd Apatow, and you've made a fucking unbelievable career for yourself um, because of Judd. Mm-hmm. But let's face it. If, if Judd wasn't there, we don't know about you, and you're just some fucking stoners and sitting in Canada still. Right. Uh, and that's the other thing is he's, he's from fucking Canada. Right. Hey, bro. Welcome to America. Like, if you if you love Canada so much, why don't you go the, up there and make fucking hit movies in Canada? Right. Ah, because you can't, right? There's no fucking Hollywood there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by all of these examples that continue to pop up day by day, it just gets worse and worse. Um, and you're just going to divide people more. And it makes, dude, it, it, it makes you hate celebrities more. You're just like, Jesus Christ, man, what the fuck happened to you? Right. What's your whole sitch? Um. And on a positive note for, for what I thought was positive for me, but not for you, they're finally letting uh, women drive over in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I said, what did I say today? I said, that's crazy that there's places in the world that that is just happening. Yeah. Now. I mean, just now. right now. Yeah. And I don't think it should be legal anywhere, to be honest. No, no, me neither. I'm surprised America, that it's legal here. No, yeah. yeah. Women, the other thing women that just, just don't need to drive. The other thing that just happened there. With this new prince or who is it? This new yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. regime or whatever over there is uh, women are allowed to watch uh, men sport male sporting events. Yeah, the soccer games, right? Was that just any male sporting event? So before that, they could not watch or attend or be a part of. Right. To me, I say, mm. yeah, but you had it good, girls. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now you're gonna you're gonna be watching the draft. You're gonna yeah. be drug out. To, you're gonna have to pretend to like beer <laughs> and big jerseys. You know what I mean? Uh, and like you're gonna put on a few pounds. Oh yeah. You oh, know you're gonna you're be, gonna like, be a, a Deb. It, yeah, eating a lot of dips. You get listen. A you're gonna be making dips. and eating. A lot of dips. A lot of baba ganoush. And dogs. A lot of dogs. Okay, uh, you're going to be eating a lot of pretzels. A lot of, a lot of twisties. Okay, and that, that does not work well with the, you know, figure. If you, if you ever wonder why I shit on the Middle East so much, um, which is a lot, because I just, I think it's worthless over there. Um, sure. it's, it's because of shit like this. It's, it's 2018. They're finally able to drive cars. Like, there, to be fair, we're about, you know, five years away from having automated drivers for everything. Right. I like how they did it right, right before, before that. Yeah. 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 To where it's like, oh, you can drive. Not, I mean, well, not really. Not really. But you, you can sit in the driver's seat and <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- yeah. touch that steering wheel and, every two uh, and a half minutes. A man-made vehicle will drive for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and make sure that you don't... Uh, they back still, into any parking. They still have to be wrapped up, though, right? Um, burrito, isn't that what they call it over there? I'm kidding. It's a burka. 
It's but, a, uh, a job. Yeah. But like, uh, I, I, it doesn't look like. So the pictures of the girls that were like, yay, we can drive now. They had it over their head, but not in front of their face. Okay. So, and, you know, I think that at this point is their choice. I'm not really sure. Boy. I know. Uh, that whole fucking thing is just so goddamn ridiculous to me. But some people do it for religion. Do you know what I mean? Like... No, because it, they want to or whatever. It, so I'm, in I'm the Muslim think, religion, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it's mandatory. I don't know if it's mandatory like, for females. I yeah. believe it is. Yeah. Um, in in that, the religion, yeah. In that religion, which is just come on, man. What are we doing? It's so crazy. What are we doing? I, I, I can't. I, I can never get behind any religion like that, where it's just like, what? Wait, what? Women have to do something, and then the men don't have to do it. Like, if if we're all equal in the eyes of God. Clearly, in their their eyes of God, women are not equal. Oh no, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of rules. Oh, yeah. with that, yeah, and it's pretty crazy. But, Any religion that's like that that separates men and women as you know not equal humans is uh, I, I I will never subscribe right. to. I'll never get down on. I'll never fucking back it. I'll never say oh that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah, it's just it it's too ridiculous to me. Yeah, I could get down with the Rajneesh. Oh boy, the sannyasa. I am. I so <laughs> we've moved on from the staircase to wild, wild country. Wild, wild country. Um, I'm, I'm, episode two, God which you've tried to watch. It, episode one about five but times five now. Time. <laughs> Took me five times to get through episode one. I'm I halfway too. through episode two. It's it's picking up steam. I will say that it's getting mm, it's getting better, it's but it's real slow. Yeah, super fucking slow. Where you're like, I, I I understand now what you were saying. Where you you thought that that could have been combined into a movie. I do too. Oh yes, could have been a you know an hour and forty five minute doc. I don't I don't they like this really thing. Really take you on a journey of like sides. So like some. You know, which is fun for maybe three or four episodes where like one episode you're on their side, one episode you're on the town side, you know what I mean? And you kind of go back and forth. Right. And again, that's fun for about five episodes. But when it's that many, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like, okay, I just need to know like who set him on now. <laughs> like, just tell me what yeah. they did that was bad. And it, it takes a long time to get there. It does. But it does. It eventually gets there is what you're saying. It does. Yeah, but I I will say you're still left with some questions, but it's a crazy story. (laughs) It's a crazy story. It's a crazy thing that would probably never happen now. And so it's one of those things that you're like, dang, that was a moment in time that all of that stuff was able to happen as far as like laws and all of this to where that would never happen now. And you're like, dang, okay. Yeah. It's a crazy story. And it wasn't that long ago. So it's kind of like... Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, I'm, I'm only through episode two. You've seen the entire thing at this point. I'm not, I'm, but I tell you, I had to see, I had to see each episode two times because I would fall asleep. God, it's, it's impressive. Like the infrastructure they build, built for this, this cults and this commune and all this shit. And you were just like, Jesus Christ, man, we don't even have that kind of infrastructure right now in america like, oh no for lots you could of never towns. build a city that fast. i mean the town that was right next to them was 40 people had nothing like what they had That's do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> antelope <laughs> antelope oregon <laughs> i felt terrible for those people you do you do and you don't like again it takes you on a journey of like uh, gosh yes you do you feel bad for them because my god like i can't imagine 
Yeah. I, I can't if a either. town was built right nope. next to us now that had double, triple the amount of people and were able to completely yeah, yeah, yeah. take yeah. us over. Yeah, it'd be uh, fucking couldn't happen now. Fucking insane. No, no, it couldn't d- happen. It definitely now. couldn't happen now. But those were the days, man. That hippie lawyer. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Uh- <laughs> super, super smart, but still wants to wear all red and be a Rajneesh. <laughs> That doesn't happen. Ponytail. No. Goatee. No. Um, and the way they were, they worship him on that fucking thing. Like it's, it's insane. Oh, the Bogwan. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Bogwan. I just love all the different, like, they're so fun the to say. Rajneesh Puram, <laughs> um, Bahagnanchila, Bogwan, yeah. Osha. It's so great. Yeah. I like it all the names. sounds so fun. Yeah. And again, it's not really like cult. You know what I mean? There's no like kids being messed with or multiple wives or something you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's not it's not a jonestown situation which you know i love i know because I, I, I was hoping everybody was. would die i know but since i you know you watch them talk about what happened in the past you're like oh all these people lived um mm. and that one girl seems chipper as fuck still so uh mm-hmm. again well, you'll I'll, see why yeah, I'll, I'll get to the you'll end of see it why i'll get to the end of it eventually i want to talk about michael rapaport who's been on the show Yes, um, friend of the friend, friend of the, the show, fr- friend of the show, uh, not a political friend. Man, he goes on some political rants. He um, really does, but I mean, I don't know if he knew. Did he know your political? Yes, the, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then yeah. I, I think he's whatever. He, he goes on a rant, but I think he'll talk to whoever. Which is, I, which, is, I, which I, like. which I like too. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I lost five thousand Twitter followers after that episode. Um, because people were like, I fucking hate rap, and I was like. We didn't get into politics. I don't care right. about his political opinions. Yeah. Eh. Uh, like, again, people are picking again. sides. I don't. I don't pick. Like, I, I don't care. I'll have anybody from the left. I don't give a shit. Sure. Um, they won't come on. But no, cool interviews are cool interviews. I don't. Sure. I don't really give a shit. Um, but but he was on a flight. Um, going back from there, he's there, there's a tournament called the Big Three that they're started last summer, rolling into this summer, and it's it's former NBA players who are really great are getting on these three on three teams. Uh, I believe Ice Cube owns the league and uh, they're playing hard basketball against each other. Like it's aggressive where you're just like, oh shit, they're really trying. And there's a huge cash prize at the end uh, for winning it. And uh, Michael Rappaport MCs a lot of the events and um, uh, a lot of the tournaments and, and all of the shit. So he flies with the teams and goes down there okay. um, and does interviews. So he was on a flight back from Houston last night to LA and a guy tried to fucking... Uh, an Asian man tried to open up the emergency exit door While on the flight, mid flight. Why? And Rappaport saw it and went back there and fucking ripped the guy away um, by the by the collar and all that shit. And then the rest of the teams, uh, like Big Baby Davis and Baron Davis and those guys, came to his aid and they were able to secure the guy. And uh, you know he. He saved this plane from, you know, being sucked out, like the people being sucked out and all the shit. Super crazy moment where you're like, man, this is, this seems can like a you, movie. Can you open those mid Yes. Okay. Uh, well, uh, no. So some people said you, you, you can't mm-hmm. um, because the, the pressure would be yeah. too, too much. So maybe not, um, depending upon but, how, how high you are. Because right. once you get lower in altitude, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, where yeah. they were in the flights. I don't know the altitude, but if I saw somebody do that. I, why? Why risk the chance of saying? Ah, For sure, I'm just like I would. The ta- I would tackle him too. What I find confusing, crazy about this story is so this guy gets sub- subdued. Um, I, I imagine 
I think there's an air marshal now on every flight. So I think they they uh, uh, cuffed this guy. Mm-hmm. And they they interviewed him because he was on this flight from Houston to L.A. This Asian man was flying to Vietnam. And they let him on the flight to Vietnam. Apparently, he said, I thought this was the bathroom. Um, and, and that he had never flown before and he thought it was the bathroom. So you the like, door to the bathroom. You like Asians. I'm still, I'm like really <laughs> still confused. Here's the thing. I, his story, you, cause you know what it's like to fly these days. You, I you do. Know that. And, I and do. you know that, that TSA airports, everything around, they do not give a fuck anymore. So if, if they would have thought in the slightest that this guy wasn't possibly uh, genuinely thought it was the bathroom, there's no way they would have let him on that flight from L.A. to Vietnam. That's like a fucking 16-hour flight. So they ended up letting him onto another yeah. flight after yeah. that. So he did go somewhere. I don't know what was said and or why. Uh, Rappaport said he's going to do an episode about it, obviously. So obviously. I'm psyched to hear about it's it. It's going to be but. a lot of him talking about how much he's a hero, which uh, I oh, love. Because well, well, it's hilarious. You and have it, to. And it feeds into him, and it's great. I would do the same. You um, have to. You have to. So all day on, on Instagram yesterday, he's just posting all of the articles about him being a hero. Yes. They were calling him he's- the Mile High Hero. Uh, you guys are too much alike <laughs> to not get along. Uh, what else do they call him? Uh, uh, fuck, Port City Rappaport or something. I mean, it was yeah, there was Mr. a million. Mr. New York Mr. New saves, York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he loves that it's one. Great. It's great. Um, so I, I got a real big kick out of that yesterday. Oh, I, was I love like, it. Ah, way to go. I love it. But it also goes back to you know a way earlier episode that we did a long time ago where you do get to find out who people really are in situations like that. The fact that it was him who grabbed this guy out of all of those NBA players. Oh yeah. Is, is pretty fucking crazy to me where it's just like, Oh, all right. And it is a certain type. The way I thought of it too, is he is always looking for, he always does the kind of stories of look at this asshole, like at the airport, right? Yeah, where yeah, he yeah. finds the, oh, like yeah. the girl that her, you know, dog took a big dump on the ground and like, <laughs> he has the actual Instagram story of it. So in a way, and I think you must be like this more now too, where it's like, you're kind of scanning to find like the weirdest person, the, yeah. the best little Instagram like post of like, who is this fucking weirdo? And I think it makes you more aware if you're not on your phone, it yeah. makes you more aware of like your surroundings and kind of looking at people and like, who's this weirdo? He looks a little weird. What's he doing? Is he opening that door? You know what I mean? You're like I've uh, here, scanning. Yeah. So here's the thing. I've always been like that in my life. And I think it's because you know, I told you in college, like I was a bouncer for four years at, at, at a bar that was heavy populated. It, it, you could hold 1200 people in it. Right. So there was instances where you would break up fights uh, and I, I got hit with bottles. Um, Mm -hmm. over the back of the head a bunch of times and I never saw it coming. And that was the, the part that was frustrating about it the most where you were like, man, sometimes you're getting hit with punches or bottles and you don't see where they're coming. Mm -hmm. It kind of, I don't want to say it makes you paranoid, but like when you walk, when I walk into places, you find exits, you look at people, you look at who could be Mm -hmm. a possible fucking, you know, nightmare or too drunk or too, you know, unsafe or whatever. And then you, I find myself, I fucking the shit out of these people. Um, yeah. And, and I, I don't know what that's caused by with Rappaport situation. You, you, I look at it like this. He was born and raised in New York. 
Um, he used oh, yeah. to go and hang out in ghettos You've and play basketball and all that shit. On a swivel. Back then, you you did because New York was unsafe back then, and a lot of people were like, "Oh man, he's from the upper." a breeze side or whatever. It's like, uh, which is fine. But the, the neighborhoods where all of his buddies were going, where he was going were dangerous as shit. And it was his just best like friends from Brownsville. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah, he's yeah. all over he, he's, New York. He, he really is all over New York. And I think that sense of growing up in New York at that time probably has a lot to do with it where for sure. Cause back in the day, even, you know, even the nineties walking around New York was still unsafe where you were just like, man, I, I could get robbed. I could get mugged. So like mugs, muggings were really big back in the day. And it's, I think it makes you more of your surroundings more. And the other thing is like the New York attitude of just like, I'm going to just do something. Yeah. I, I'm not going to ever sit, sit back, back and yeah. not say something or do something. Yeah. Do something when I see something happening. They're yeah. the ones that are always like fucking get away from there or like put, you know, like exactly. fuck you or whatever. Like, um, so there was that mentality coupled with like, probably just wanting a good Instagram story and being like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? There's like, either way, it's great. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is people that are not aware of their surroundings or aware of anything else but themselves happens a lot on planes. You see it all the time, just in life where it's just like, you know, it's the lady that's putting the seat back and she can, you know, (laughs) tell like no, no regard. Right. For anyone around Any you. And humans. a lot of those people are Asian. <laughs> um, listen, I don't want to harp on them. <laughs> but it's a real, you know, and that comes from their surroundings where it's yeah. just like doggy dog. I got to get mine. Like That's true. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. I got to get, I've got to get to the front. I've got to get on the thing and I will do whatever to do it. And that kind of mentality, I can't handle. When you grow up in a country like China Absolutely. And, and, and there's 1 billion people there. Absolutely. And I understand it. It is. I just don't love it. Yeah. It's, I don't uh, love what kind of person it breeds. Sorry. Ah, they're smarter than us. James, and so. they're pretty. Yeah. But listen. Yeah. And they have a couple good dishes. But other than that, I just... That Mugu Guy Pan still my fave. Oh, Appreciate that China star you bought me for winning, too, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. It was delicious, <laughs> and I enjoyed every single bite of it. And as I was eating it, I just I kept saying to you over and over again repeatedly, this is, this is how champions eat. Yeah. And you didn't have a choice in that. No. And I had to, I had to go into the Asian yeah. place. And... Uh, last but not least, this, this story is really near and dear to my heart. And uh, I really want to cherish this guy for oh <laughs> what is it? Justin Bieber's bodyguard. Oh, jeez. No, this is great. He got into a brutal DUI um, accident, and uh, it, like it, it, he he smashed into a cop car. So it wasn't oh, like shit. he got pulled Did over. Did anyone get hurt? Yes, the the police officers were hurt, and one of them, like it's awful, and one of them got airlifted, and it was just oh like God. Jesus Christ. I don't know how fucked up this guy was, um, but I have one guess. I have one guess because the they, the police released the body cam footage. So he's in the back of the car and he's just like, hey, man, I got to piss. And, and the officer was like, well, how bad is it? And he's like, it's real bad. Like, this is really, really bad. And he's just oh, like, all right. God. They were in front of an Exxon station. Uh, he, the police officer walks him in, uncuffs him, lets him go to the bathroom. And he's, got, he's still got the body cam on, which they released. This, this gentleman... Um, whose name is uh, Michael Arana, proceeded to piss for two minutes and two seconds straight. How is that possible? Uh, look, I've, I've time. We've all, as dudes, we've all timed ourselves. We were like, oh man, this is going to be long. 
I've gone maybe a minute 15 where I'm just like, oh, that's as, this, is as, this is as good as it gets in my life. I'll never do this guy. And this is on TMZ. So you can look at the footage. It's all timed. It was two minutes and two seconds of a hardcore piss. So that guy must have been fucked up. Shit. Two minutes and two seconds straight of pure pissing. And the cop at the end, like, uh, goes, Jesus, man. Like, you weren't lying when you said you really had to go. Like, that's that was some epic, like, Revenge of the Nerds type shit. Yeah, he pulled out the Revenge of the Nerds. And I was like, oh, fuck, I remember that scene where, they're, you know, they're in the hot tub and these guys are talking about whatever. And this guy's just literally pissing the hardest stream ogre. Uh, is pissing the hardest stream behind them for like two minutes in this scene. You're just like, Jesus, man, get it together. Oh, Biebs, protected by the best. And the, 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 the body cam footage is so crystal clear. Just watching this guy piss. Yeah. And then he just uh, like to his credit, he casually walks over and starts washing his hands. Oh, so it doesn't usually happen. No, does it? In no, a, not in when a you're men's, that, when you're that fucked up in a men's bathroom. Yeah. When you're that fucked up. So he, uh, he did it. I don't know. I think it it, it does happen. Um, do you wash your hands after? I do. Every time I do. you pee. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not for the reasons you think. <laughs> what do I think? It's for the reasons of the door itself, the handle. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only Howie Mandelish part of me where it's just like, I don't want to, I know a bunch of dudes don't do it. So I don't want to, I don't want to touch a thousand dicks. Sure. So like I'll wash my hands. Uh, and then open it with the paper towel and then throw the paper towel. I've away. heard of this. So you open the door, go in, wash your hands first, mm-hmm. then pee. I do that then a lot. Leave. Yep. I do that a lot. <sighs> but then, then that leaves me without because a you don't want towel. their dick on your dick. Right. And, and that, that, and it leaves me without a towel too, where it's just like, all right, cool. I don't have a paper towel to grab the handle. Cause then on the way back to to dinner because it's usually out at dinner you know or sure. some place like that sure i don't want to pick up a burger and then know that a thousand dicks were on my hand of the handle that i just grabbed from the bathroom i don't want to pick so up then my burger do you wash it after too no it, it depends like so huh. here's here's where i do it if if nobody's in there yeah i'll wash my hands first first yeah, okay first and then just I'll kind of just, uh, you know, grab like a piece of toilet paper or something and grab the door on the way out. Okay. Um, okay. And it, then throw it. Yeah. Throw, throw it out in the trash can. Away. Okay. Okay. Because you open the door and then throw Hold it in the trash can. Hold it with can. your foot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, just kind of going through like this yeah. is such a it's it, It's a whole ordeal. thing. Yeah. It's a yeah. whole thing. Um, the only place that it's, I would say, not really acceptable, but kind of acceptable is, is the gym where you can go into the gym. Touch your dick hand, go out. You know, everybody's you're gripping fucking dumbbells and like and iron not bars. Not washing your hands at that point because you're gonna now have to wash. You're, wa- you're gonna dicks have to wash all over. Yeah, but you're gonna have to wash your hands anyways. And you know that everybody else, men wise, in that gym didn't wash their hands after fucking taking a piss. So you're like, really? Do you oh, know yeah. that? Oh yeah. Okay. So I see him. So like when you go in there, you know, you're like, all right, cool. You'll, mm-hmm. I, I would say the ratio is about fifty percent. Fifty percent of the dudes will just walk out without washing, mm. and fifty uh, percent wash. And there's no judgment because in the girls' bathroom, there's a real judgment of like, you really have to wash your hands every time. Really? Oh, yes. I did, I did not know that. A girl, I, I don't think I've ever seen a girl walk out of the stall and just walk out the door without a bunch of side eye and like, it's really? a- Really? Oh, yes. I did not know that. Oh, yes. I just figured- and you should. I just That's figured because you're not holding anything. 
You aren't, but you're wiping. Like you're not and holding. You are, and you're doing all the things that you're saying, which is like touching the stall yeah, yeah, yeah. and da da da, like touching all that stuff. Right. Because as much as they try and make it like hands free, like you don't have to touch the faucet, you don't have to touch the soap. It's like you're touching so many things. Yeah. You have to open the stall door, the the bathroom door. It's like you're not. You're eliminating a tiny bit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just basically making things frustrating for everyone. I just didn't know girls shamed other girls into like, hey, you should wash. Like I didn't, I, I would never have thought that was a thing. I do know that it is a thing that the girls' bathrooms are worse than the men's bathrooms. Yeah. Because in, in, again, working in college, after having to clean up the restrooms at the end of the night. Oh, yes. It was always the girls who had the most disgusting bathrooms like either shit or mm-hmm. just blood and periods and tampons we, come and on we have a lot more to deal with but it you should you, not you, be messy about you it would like think, that yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's women and you're like oh cool they'll keep a cleanly tidy ship you know because mm-hmm. they keep their houses clean no mm-hmm. the bathroom is where they just let it all go where they're oh, just yes. like oh boy oh yes it is a war zone in there <laughs> a judgment Full, a full of judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, a, a, everything is full of judgment these days. Um, it's true. Before before we 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 get to the revolutionary figure that uh, this this other story just popped up where it's uh, Quentin Tarantino's taking shit for uh, having a, an all white cast in his in his new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's, it's about the Manson murders. Takes place in the sixties. People okay. are fucking, they're like, oh, there's no diversity. There's no fucking diversity. Was there in that group? The, no, it was, it was all white there people. there was, yeah. So like. They ran with a white crowd, the, that group. Is Tarantino not allowed to tell a white story? Because let's let's face it, the the the, the movie right before it was Django Unchained. Django. Django's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you know. But yeah, but that's the story that they were telling. Yeah, so yeah. It's a, did, did Django I'm fucking had a- so tired of this shit of like who fucking cares? It's the story you, sh- you decided to tell. I, I loved the movie black Panther. Uh, I haven't been shy about her on the show. Not one point in me when I, when I was watching that film, did I ever say to myself, man, I really feel like there's no white people in this. So they're really sticking it to white people in this. They should be more diverse. Don't care. Don't, I don't well, fucking, we- it's the story you're trying to tell. Yeah. And what makes sense for that story? That's what made sense for Black Panther. This is what makes sense for this story. Like, don't fucking diversify a cast just to goddamn do it. Like, mm-hmm. if it's an all-black movie, it's an all-black movie. Who gives a shit? If it's an all-white movie, well, it's an it's all-white movie. Who fucking cares? Up, it's not a made-up story. No. So it, it's not like he's just making it that way. A- a- elements of it are. But uh, but it's, sure, it's but he's, centered around the Manson murders in the 60s and whatever. And it's just like, God you damn You can't it. make someone black that wasn't black do you know what i mean in the story that you're telling or whatever right like, do you know what i mean like you can't make them a different race than it was in the actual story it's crazy yes you can but yeah i don't think you should have to so i i, I when i when i just read that i was like are you fucking kidding me um are we still we sh- we're still doing this like this is still a thing that's going on yeah um fucking bonanzas dude bonanzas Tell other people, tell the stories I want to fucking tell for Christ's sakes. Uh, now it's time to get the revolutionary figure of the day, shall we? We shall. Revolutionary figure of the day is going out to Wesley Snipes. Oh. Yeah. Um, you, want to, you want to talk about the first hero on a plane, Jabes? 
Oh, really? Talking about Passenger 57, one of my faves. Snipes. That's what they're calling rap. White, white, the white, Wesley, white Snipes. Wesley Snipes right, right now. Right, and so right, if you right. read it out there and you're like, what the fuck are they? Why are they calling the white Wesley Snipes mm. in these, these articles? Uh, he pulled some Passenger 57 type shit. Um, and if you haven't seen Passenger 57, it was one of my faves. Um, I, I, I'm a huge, uh, nobody really knows this. I am a gigantic Wesley Snipes fan. Oh, who it, isn't? No, I mean, for real. I mean, I can go down the list. Like, Passenger 57, White Men Can't Jump. New Jack City is one sure. of my fucking end-all, be-all faves. Um, and uh, I had an outside shot of working at working with him in Blade. Blade 3. Oh, dang. Trinity, yeah. They went with someone else, huh? Uh, I had a really fucked up story about that, um, actually. For real. Um, I, so I went in. I, I It was down to two of us. I didn't know who the other person was. Um, and I went in and read, and I read it all comedically because I thought this character was really funny, mm-hmm. and it would be a nice contrast to Wesley Snipes. And the writer and director was just like, man, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, and I was, with there, I was in there for like a fucking hour and a half. And he goes, I did not write this script with that intention. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but what if you did? Like, wouldn't it be fun to have some humor in one of these action-type movies? Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and took like a huge deep breath and he was just like, I don't know, man. Uh, I really don't know. He's like, it was super interesting what you did. Um, but I, I, I don't know that this would work, man, with this. Sure. I was like, all right, cool. Well, either way, it was nice meeting you. And this, was, this could be rad. I don't know what this is going to turn out to be. Two weeks later, they hired Ryan Reynolds. Mm, to be the comedic. To be the guy. And uh, what, I, what I understood was this, the second guy that I was up against was not Ryan Reynolds. It was a dramatic actor and he... Right. Did it dramatically. I did a comedic version of it. And then they went out and hired Ryan Reynolds after that. Who was hot at the time or was he on some kind of... Van Wilder, I think, was um, right. there. And uh, I remember this about it because I had uh, I had read... A buddy of mine was best friends with the, the writer and director of a, a movie called Waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob McKittrick is the, is the writer and director of that movie's name. I got to meet him. I got to. I love waiting. Uh, same here. We got to become friends with him. That was his first movie. He was trying to get it made forever and ever and ever, and had Ryan Reynolds attached after Van Wilder. Okay. And it got it kept getting pushed, and then there was like an out in the deal of like, uh, it was like twenty five grand or fifty thousand dollars that if if Ryan Reynolds didn't do, um, the movie on time, that he'd have to pay this fine to waiting. Mm-hmm. And so that Blade Trinity came along. He did that. Uh, paid the fine for that movie and then when he by the time he did waiting since it was an independent film like his salary he walked away with like two grand from that movie oh, and boy. uh yeah my buddy because uh, another good friend of mine was two two of them were actually in that movie um they were like yeah he just you could tell he just did not want to be there after mm. doing a huge oh for sure big budget action movie with wesley snipes he did not want to come back and do an independent film in new orleans and uh and uh, the entire shoot, he said, well, whenever they went out to dinner, everybody was just screaming Van Wilder at him. And he was How fucking stupid pissed. do you have to be to think that that's the bathroom? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, James. Oh, it's a vacant now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the light, came, the light went on. I guess a vacant now. We had passenger 57, though, on the plane, mm, James. Michael boy. Rappaport. You thought it was the fucking bathroom? Yep. The old bathroom. I can't. You guys, I can't. The old toilet right in the side of the plane. Just open yep. it up and go. Yep. There's a little bath. They keep it on the outside. Yeah. You actually walk on the wing. 
The bathroom is at the very end. You dummy. My guess is the guy had never flown before. Still. Still, no, but he, even he, if here's you've the thing. never flown before. To be able to convince Homeland Security and TSA that 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 it was a genuine accident, and then they let you on your next flight to go to Vietnam, which is a 16-hour flight. They were basically like, get this fucking guy out of here. <laughs> Whatever we have to do, we don't need this person walking around and like trying to open random doors and thinking that their bathroom's all over the place. Oh. <laughs> all- Oh, either way, congrats to Michael Rappaport. That's it's it's uh, it's awesome. I really got to go. The white Wesley Snipes passenger 57. Big Snipes fan um, waiting for his comeback because he still looks the same. He, he isn't needs, going anywhere. He needs money, doesn't he? Yeah. He went to jail for tax evasion yeah. for like five years. Yeah. He did like five years in prison. No, I know. And um, he's got to need a couple bucks. Yeah. Get him out there. Yeah. I, he's still great. I love him, man. Um, I'd like to see him in more shit. It's a fun show, Jabes. Oh. Um, and if you're making reservations for the Red Hen in uh, Virginia, mm. well, just make sure you hide your political beliefs. Yep. Keep your head down, eat what you're told, and then get the fuck out of that restaurant. Yep. Um, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm boycotting it. Never been there, but I'm boycotting it. All right. Uh, don't I'm treat sure people like be that. It's I'm, so fucking shitty. I'm sure they'll be affected. But I mean, I'd like. It'd be interesting to see how how it goes for them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll this see. This helps them or hurts them. I don't know. But it's uh, it's sad either way. That's just like for me. That's so <sighs> cringeworthy. I don't care who you are. I know. To be like, sit down with your family. You're off the clock. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. You're off the clock. You're not spewing view. You're not. She's not being a bitch. 100%. Probably. And, and is and maybe mu- she was. I don't know. As much as like we've joked in the past, like on, on this show and drinking bros about like hating Hillary Clinton or whatever. Like, if she came into my restaurant, uh, there's no way I would not serve her. Fuck, if she asked me to have a, a drink with her or fucking dinner with her, Listen, I'd still do it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, pull your fucking bullshit. A political beliefs aside and at least sit just have dinner with somebody or talk to them or get to know them like fuck man that's the only way things are going to change and uh i, I to throw some oh, I start throwing work. people out of restaurants fucking insane man like we're there and then showing up at people's houses playing fucking baby cries from the border like what that's why i miss bourdain uh, who wouldn't fucking stand for that shit that, well, no. If he, you're sitting down, no. I know, I know. But if you're sitting down and having a meal with him, but he, I think that's where he draws he, the line. No, here's the thing, though. He would not have a meal with Trump. He had a meal with Obama, and then they asked, "Are you going to have Trump on the show?" And he right. goes, "No, not one, one goddamn fiber in my being right. would well, sit hold down your and have a hold your tongue." Okay, so okay, Bourdain, okay. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Bourdain wouldn't even do that. Like, okay. So I'm sorry about your hero. And that he's gone, but I think um, he would have. I think if I talked to him, I think he would have. No, he put out a statement. Like he I did know. a full interview on it. So Google that shit. Uh, you don't know how to use that. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't really want to have a dinner <laughs> with Trump either, to be honest. But. It'd be fucking awesome. Yes. You would. Why? Why wouldn't you want to have dinner with him? I mean, I, I wouldn't like choose to. I wouldn't mind if I did, but like, I don't know. Why? Meh. Meh. You just don't want to have dinner with presidents, or what? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I don't know. Would you feel, would you feel awkward at, a, at like a dinner with a president? Is that what it is? Would you, be able to, would you be able to get through it? Yeah, I can get through anything. Okay. Yeah, no because no I nerves, don't have... no nothing. Because you were nervous having dinner with Benicio del Toro that one time. <laughs> you don't know. You weren't there. I wasn't there, but you told me you were. You were I like, mean... dude, I, you were nervous about it. 
A, yeah. pr- a president is way beyond Benicio del Toro. Not to me. Oh God. Not to me. The <laughs> Benicio del Toro was a whole different situation. That's my boy. Yeah, I, I guess. That's my Margot Robbie, Jennifer Lawrence. You sure, know what sure. I mean? That's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> Rimmers for Benicio. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, so that's different. No, I'm... Yeah, no. Why would I? Why would I not choose to? You know, I'm not. I'm just not. Just very, like I'm having, not very po- political. No, you know what I no. mean. So I, it's I, like, I, uh, sure, I could have a dinner. But I don't know what we would talk about. Life. Just talk about life. Just wrap about. If you're life just with talking people. about life, I could have dinner with anybody. Yeah. So what's the? Yeah. 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 So yeah. That, that's what I understand about like like Bourdain. Like, hey, fucking, who cares? Try to figure someone out. Like, I even like that where it's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I definitely I've, think he should have, and I think faced more with. That actual possibility, I wonder if he actually would have. Uh, we'll never know. Because I don't he, think it was on the table in any sense. He was just saying it, like, to well, say it. Well, well, you know? well, yeah, well, they asked. They asked after that show. They were like, hey, are you going to have Trump on? He was just like, right. no. It no, wasn't a real possibility, though. And I wonder if it really was brought to the table. Maybe that's what got to him that night. You know? I think that's part of it. <laughs> Has to be something. <laughs> Still have no answers on Still that. Still have no answers. The medical reports came back. No drugs in his system. No drugs. Why would you do that sober? God, especially if your heroin's your thing. Yeah, he was a fucking go hardcore heroin addict. Grab a bag addict. of it. It's crazy. Go grab a bag of it and then hang yourself. You're in France. Crazy. You could get you some heroin yeah. somewhere in your Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, you can get whatever you want. You can get whatever you want. Crazy. Get a bag. Do your thing. Crazy. And then if you still if you still want to hang yourself after that, sure. Then by all means, go ahead. Go ahead, do it, do it. Go ahead. Enjoy your Monday, people. Thanks for tuning in yet again to the Ross Patterson Revolution for Jesse Wiseman, aka the Jables. I am Ross Patterson. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>